Hello and welcome to Everything Trying to Kill You, the podcast that normally talks about scary movies and makes fun of them so that they're easier to compartmentalize. (laughs) But for this very special episode, we're doing a reprise of an episode that we had so much fun doing, which is about the books, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. don't know about these books you got to read them we're also including the free pdf in our show notes so it's linked it's legit it's not gonna like you know crash your computer or anything it's not gonna give you a virus um they're super scary and they're well researched they're usually urban legend based and they're mostly child appropriate so they're super fun by the way i'm mary Kay. i'm megan i'm mary and i'm gonna read first because executive decision that's fair this is from volume three More Tales to Chill Your Bones by Alvin Schwartz and the horrific drawings by Stephen Gamble. Oh my god, so scary. So, because we just recorded our episode about the omen, my first story is called The Black Dog. Oh my god, so appropriate. Look at you. Yes. Being so on topic. I have a black dog. You have a black and white dog. That's different. That's true. Okay. Okay. I'm safe. Maybe. I mean. (gasps) I was going to say, my dog's also mostly black. So maybe together they're evil. Just read it. So skip to the end. Everyone's doomed. Okay. We're done here. So catch you guys later. I'm just kidding. All right. Ready? It was 11 o'clock at night. Peter Rothberg was in bed on the second floor of the old house where he lived alone. Fucking Peter. First of all, we all know you don't run upstairs, Peter. You need two points of egress. We've been through this. We talked about this. Listen to the Night of the Living Dead episode, Peter. Right. Pete, you ignorant slut. (laughs) (laughs) It had gotten so chilly, he went downstairs to turn up the heat. Okay, good move. As Peter was on his way back to bed, a black dog ran down the stairs. Mm -mm. Uh Uh-uh, exactly. Fucking nah. uh It passed him and disappeared into the darkness. Where did you come from, Peter said. He had never seen the dog before. Okay, but if the dog disappeared into the darkness, like, was he talking to? Pete, do you think the dog's going to answer your question? What if the dog did answer his question? Oh my God, does it? I don't know. Okay, tell us. What happens? Okay, and then remind me to tell you a story about the son of Sam dog. Okay. He turned on all the lights and looked in every room. He could not find the dog anywhere. He went outside and brought in the two watchdogs he kept in the backyard. But they acted as if they were the only dogs in the house. Why does he do this? Why does he bring the watchdogs in? No, just like, why Just why is he like this? Oh, that I don't know. I think he brought the watchdogs in to hunt down the other dog. I mean, yeah, but... I think it's because he's an ignorant slut. I think, yeah. That's what I heard about him. I heard that he goes on to the bleachers with everybody. <laughs> the next night, again at 11 o'clock, Peter was in his bedroom. He heard what sounded like a dog walking around in the room above him. He dashed upstairs and threw open the window. The room was empty. He looked under the bed. He looked in the closet. Nothing. But when he got back to his bedroom, he heard a dog running down the stairs. It was the black dog. He tried to follow it, but again, he could not find where it had gone. The dog doesn't want to be found, Pete. Leave it alone. (laughs) Let sleeping dogs lie. Let sleeping black dogs lie. (laughs) From then on, every night at 11, Peter heard the dog walking in the room above him. The room was always empty, but after he left, the dog would come out of hiding, run down the stairs, and disappear. One night, Peter's neighbor waited with him for the dog. At the usual time, they heard it above them. Then they heard it on the stairs. When they went out into the hall, it was standing at the foot of the stairs, looking up at them. Hot damn. Here's the picture. Mm Mm-mm. I don't like that. The neighbor whistled, and the dog wagged its tail. Then it was gone. 
Things went on this way until the night Peter decided to bring his watchdogs into the house again. Maybe this time they would find the black dog and drive it away. Just before 11, he took them up to his bedroom and left the door open. Then he heard the black dog moving around above him. His dogs pricked up their ears and ran to the door. Suddenly, they bared their teeth and snarled and backed away. Peter could not see the black dog or hear it, but he was sure that he had entered the room. His dogs barked and snapped. They darted forward nervously, then backed away again. Suddenly, one of them yelped. It began bleeding, then dropped to the floor, its neck torn open. Hot damn. A minute later, it was dead. What the fuck, Mary Kay? Peter's other dog backed into a corner, whimpering. Then everything was still. The next night, Peter's neighbor came back with a pistol, and again they waited in his bedroom. At 11 o'clock, the back dog came down the stairs. As before, it looked up at them and wagged its tail. When they started toward it with a pistol, it growled and disappeared. Oh, no. That was the last Peter saw of the black dog. Are you fucking kidding me? What is the point of this story? Why'd you tell me this story, Grandpa? Did that end? That's where it ended? (laughs) No, I have a little bit more. Oh, my God. I was about to be so pissed at you. But it did not mean that the dog was gone. Now and then, always at 11, he heard it moving around above him. Once he heard it running down the stairs, he never managed to see it again, but he knew it was there. So, so basically, the black dog is afraid of guns. I'm afraid of guns. Am I a black dog? I mean, you have black. Mm-hmm. And I am a bitch. See? The story checks out. That story was a bummer and stupid and not indicative of the others. Someone else go. I've also got an animal-related one. If you want, I should go next. Go for it. Because mine is not animal-related. Mine is dead people-related. Mm, mm. Classic. Mm-hmm. We all know that's the route I was going to go. All right. So this one's called Wait Till Martin Comes. <gasps> I remember this one. Okay. So an old man was out for a walk. When a storm came up, he looked for a place to take shelter. Soon he came to an old house. He ran up on the porch and knocked on the door, but nobody answered. By now, rain was pouring down, thunder was booming, and lightning was flashing. So he tried the door. Mm-mm. When he found it was unlocked, he went inside. B and E. That's a B and E. Nope. Um, unless you are Maurice at the beginning of Beauty and the Beast, the Disney version, in which case, do you, Maurice? <laughs> you know, crazy old Maurice. He's always good for a laugh. Um, except for a pile of wooden boxes, the house was empty. He broke up some of the boxes and made a fire with them. Just like more. Oh my God, Maurice made a fire. Then he sat down in front of the fire and dried himself. It was so warm and cozy that he fell asleep. When he woke up, a black cat was sitting near the fire. Why don't it got to be black? Shit. It stared at him for a while, <laughs> but it purred. That's a nice cat, he thought, and dozed off again. And that's the last thing anybody ever thought. That's a nice cat. No. Then it savaged them. Never. None of them are nice. They're the guardians of the underworld for a reason. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's a lot to love about cats. Nice is generally not a thing. Is there anything to love about cats? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, I don't love cats. In case you guys didn't know, when you're listening at home, I'm shaking my head like Kelly Kapoor. Mm. <laughs> Look, my cat companion is awesome and terrible also. Fair enough. Uh, All right. Moving on with the fucking story, I guess. When he opened his eyes, there was a second cat in the room. That's how my life is going lately. <laughs> but this one was as big as a wolf. Oh, shit. <laughs> it looked at him very closely and then asked, shall we do it now? What are they doing? <laughs> Mary, what book did you... Did I get us, like, the X-rated PDF? Maybe this isn't a legit link, guys. Yeah, Don't yeah, click yeah. it just yet. This might be Check not this. Me. Check this. No, said the other cat. Let's wait till Martin comes. <laughs> <laughs> the 
his eyes, there was a second cat in the room, but this one was as big as a wolf. It looked at him very closely, and it asked, Shall we do it now? No, the other cat said, Let's wait till Martin comes. <laughs> it's Mary Kay's face. This is a key party. What's happening here? <laughs> All right. I must be dreaming, thought the old man. He closed his eyes again. <laughs> Safe choice, bud. That's what I do when my cat asks me if I want to do it. When your wolf-sized cat <laughs> asks your other cat... Do you want to do they it? They should do it now? <laughs> then he took another look, but now there was a third cat in the room, and this one was as big as a tiger. Is that Martin? They looked the old man over and asked, shall we do it now? No, said the others. Let's wait till Martin comes. God damn it, Martin. Where are you? <laughs> the old man jumped up, jumped out the window, and started I'm running. Good for you, old man. When Martin comes, you tell him I could wait, he called. What? <laughs> the end. That's, the, that's not the end of that story. Mary. No, that's not how that ends. Based on the art and the little, like, is a picture of a very eerie skeletonish zombie man that looks super pumped to be alive, doing what I can only imagine is the thriller dance. I will absolutely take a picture of this for us. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And okay. the tagline under it says, How that dead man danced with an exclamation point. Oh, yes. So I have no idea what the story is about. I just picked it because that seemed incredible. It's called Aaron Kelly's Bones, ladies and gentlemen. Aaron Kelly was dead. They bought him a coffin and had a funeral and buried him because... Wait, 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 wait. I just want to say that the author of this story, I know it's the same guy, but this guy knows not to bury the lead. There's no false suspense. Aaron Mm -hmm. Kelly is dead. And sometimes, you know, you need that to be verb, mm-hmm. you know? You need it to just say what it means. Yep. And I respect that. He did it. Stylistically. Right there, first line. Yeah. Aaron Kelly was dead. Yes, he was. They bought him a coffin and had a funeral and buried him. That's the whole first paragraph, ladies and gentlemen. Love it. Outstanding. But that night, he got out of his coffin and he came home. What? His family was sitting around the fire when he walked in. He sat down next to his widow and said... What's going on? You all act like somebody died. Who's dead? His widow calmly said, You are. I don't feel dead, he said. My gosh, Aaron. I feel fine. You don't look fine, his widow said. You look dead. Ugh. You better get back to the grave where you belong. Damn. Okay, his widow is casting all kinds of shade. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Aaron said, I'm not going back to the grave until I feel dead. In italics. Since Aaron wouldn't go back, his widow couldn't collect his life insurance. What a bitch. (laughs) Without that, she couldn't pay for the coffin. And the undertaker would take it back. Aaron didn't care. He just sat by the fire, rocking in a chair, warming his hands and feet. Fuck this guy. (laughs) But his joints were dry and his back was stiff. And every time he moved, he creaked and cracked. Aaron is so selfish. He is. Mm -hmm. One night, the best fiddler in town came to court the widow. Damn, she moved on fucking fast. Since Aaron was dead, the fiddler wanted to marry her. The two of them sat on one side of the fire and Aaron sat on the other side, creaking and cracking. 
How long do we have to put up with this dead corpse? The widow asked. Something must be done, the fiddler said. This isn't very jolly, said Aaron. Let's all dance. The fiddler got out his fiddle and began to play. Aaron stretched himself, shook himself, got up, took a step or two, and began to dance. With his old rattling bones and his yellow teeth snapping and his bald head wagging and his arms flip flapping, around and around he went. With his long legs clicking and his knee bones knocking, he skipped and pranced around the room. How that dead man danced. But pretty soon, a bone worked loose and fell to the floor. Now he feels dead. Look at that, said the fiddler. Play faster, said the widow, and the fiddler fiddled faster. Crickety cracked down and back, the dead man went hopping, and his dry bones kept dropping. That's gonna be... Name of your sex tape. Yep. Abs- oh my god, you're right. Crickety cracked down the back, the dead man went hopping, and his dry <laughs> bones kept dropping. This way, that way, the pieces just kept popping. Play, man, play, cried the widow. The fiddler fiddled, and dead Aaron danced. Then... Aaron fell apart, collapsed into a pile of bones, all except his bald head bone. What the fuck is a head bone? You could have said skull. <laughs> a skull. Yeah, it's got it. I'm going to rephrase it. Aaron fell apart, collapsed into a pile of bones, all except his bald skull that grinned at the fiddler, cracked its teeth, and kept dancing. Look at that, groaned the fiddler. Play louder, cried the widow. Ho ho, said the head bone. Aren't we having fun? The fiddler couldn't stand it. Widow, he said, I'm going home. And he never came back. The family gathered up Aaron's bones and put them back in the coffin. They mixed them up good so he couldn't fit them together again. After that, Aaron stayed in his grave. But the widow never did get married again. Aaron had seen to that. You bastard. Well, did she get the money or no? I mean, yeah, he's back in the coffin, so she got his life insurance and can afford to pay it now. So she ain't married, but she got his money. Well, at least that, I guess. Also, I feel like the priorities in this are not really aligned very well. But how that dead man danced with his bald head bone. Yeah, bald head bone is good for nothing. (laughs) Diction-wise. You're right. Bald head bone just sounds like you've had sex with a bald head. (laughs) Um... Is it my turn? Yes. I picked a short one that I knew the outcome of, and I really want to show you guys the picture, but it's going to spoil the ending, so I'm not going to. Okay. I think you'll probably have heard this because it's based on an urban legend. Okay. But it's true. Okay. That's the great thing about these books, right, is you're like, nuh-uh, that's not true, and then you move to the back of the book, and it has an extended bibliography. It's awesome. So, The Red Spot. Are y'all ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. While Ruth slept, a spider crawled across her face. It stopped for several minutes on her left cheek, then went on its way. Hold on, I want to tell you guys that the beginning of this story reminds me of that scary story that Robert California tells. Yes! In the office. Yes. On Halloween. That he makes up from all their deepest, darkest fears. Yeah, and it's just really unsettling, but it's not scary. It's just like, what are you doing? But anyway, okay. So, and then it went on its way. Mm -hmm. What is that red spot on my cheek? She asked her mother the next morning. It looks like a spider bite, her mother said. It will go away. Just don't scratch it. That's exactly what my mom would say and then mash the fuck out of it. You're right. That's exactly, that's a very mom thing to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Soon the red, the small red spot grew into a small red boil. Look at it now, Ruth said. It's getting bigger. It's sore. That sometimes happens, her mother said. It's coming to a head. In a few days, the boil was even larger. But look at it now. spider bites do that? Yeah. Sometimes. Okay. Depending on a spider, I think. 
Look at it now, Ruth said. It's, it hurts and it's ugly. We'll have a doctor look at it, her mother said. Maybe it's infected. But the doctor could not see Ruth until the next day. Her head's going to fall off. Mm-hmm. That night, Ruth took a hot bath. As she soaked herself, the boil burst. Vomit. Out poured no. a swarm of tiny spiders no. Goodbye. from the eggs their mother had laid in her cheek. Mary Kay, shut the fuck up. I want you guys to see this no, picture. No, I do not so want to see bad. that picture at all. I don't want to think about this. It, no. It is the thing of which nightmares Your are made. Your words right now are the thing of which nightmares are made. Uh, I know. And that photo, that picture, too. Oh, it looks like somebody smeared her face with water paint. Oh, my God, Mary Kay. I want to vomit. I know. Isn't it uh, good? Excellent work. Was that the end of it? Should we do, like, one more a piece? Yeah, that's the end. Oh, oh, my gosh. Should we do one more each? Sure. And then call it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll just did my second one, so y'all go one more time a piece. Um, mine might, you know, break the tension from the terrifying spider situation. Please do. <laughs> it's called The Hearse Song. Okay. The Hearse? The Hearse Song. Oh my god. Do you get to sing this? Are you gonna sing it? I, I can try. Do it. Would you like that? Yes. yes, I would. Yes, we would love that. Our listeners would love that. Thank right. you. Please and thank you. All right. <laughs> the Hearse Song. I'm so ready. Don't you ever laugh as the hearse goes by For you may be the next to die oh They wrap you up in a big white sheet From your head down to your feet They put you in a big black box And cover you with dirt and rocks All goes well for about a week Then your coffin begins to leak The worms crawl in, the worms crawl out The worms like peanut oil in your snout They eat your eyes, they eat your nose They eat the jelly between your toes a big green worm with rolling eyes crawls in your stomach and out your eyes. Your stomach turns a slimy green and pus pours out like oh blue cream. God. You spread it on a slice of bread and that's when you eat when you're dead. This is the most beautiful oh thing that's ever happened. Oh my gosh, that should have been the song from The Omen. Yeah. <laughs> that's way oh scarier than the one they said. Oh my that goodness. That started out as It's a Small World and turned into like a Missy Elliott rap. Yes. <laughs> It That's did. incredible. Sure, if she if she rapped about pus and whipping cream, you don't know what Mi- Missy probably would. Yeah, She's a legend. She's she'll go there. She keeps it fresh. She a freak. Well, how the fuck am I? How am I supposed to go after that, Mary? I don't know. <laughs> you gotta pick a good ass one. <laughs> oh my god, That's my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> Connor, switch the order of these. Don't make me go after that. This one's called The Haunted House. And when I glanced over it, it seemed like it was super fitting since we just recorded our episode on The Omen. Okay. One time, a preacher went to see if he could put a haunt to rest at a house in his settlement. What settlement does this priest have, out of curiosity? What do you mean, settlement? It just says, one time a preacher went to see if he could put a haunt to rest at a house in his settlement. I was asking you, I figured you knew what the fuck this priest was talking about. Uh, maybe it's like a parish type deal? Maybe. Okay. The house had been haunted for about ten years. Several people had tried to stay there all night, but they always would get scared out by the haunt. So the preacher took his Bible and went to the house, went on in, built himself a good fire, and lit a lamp, sat there reading the Bible. Then, just before midnight, he heard something start up in the cellar, walking back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Then it sounded like somebody was trying to scream and got choked. 
Then mm. there was a lot of thrashing around and struggling. And finally, everything Call the police, got, dude. No, everything got quiet, Mary Kay. That means she did. Yeah, absolutely. The old preacher took his Bible again. But before he could start reading, he heard footsteps coming up the cellar stairs towards him. He heard the footsteps coming up, and he was watching the door to the cellar, and the footsteps kept coming closer and closer. He saw the mm-hmm. doorknob jiggle and turn. And when the door began to open, he jumped and hollered, what do you want? The door shut back easy like, and there wasn't a sound. Easy like. The preacher was trembling a little, but he finally opened the Bible and read a while. Then he got up and laid the book on the table and went to mending the fire. The haunt started walking again and step, step, step no. up the cellar stairs. The old preacher sat watching the door, saw the doorknob turn, and the door opened. It was a young woman. He backed up and said, who are you? What do you want? The haunt sort of swayed like she didn't know what to do, and then she just faded out. The preacher waited and waited, and when he didn't hear any more noise, he went over and shut the door. He was sweating and trembling all over, but he was a brave man, and he thought he'd be able to see it through. So he turned his chair to where he could watch, and he sat down and waited. It wasn't long before he heard the step, 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 closer and closer again, and it was right at the door. (laughs) The preacher stood up, held his Bible out before him, and the knob turned slowly, and the door opened wide. This time, the preacher spoke quiet like he said, In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, who are you and what do you want? The haunt quickly came right across the room, straight to him, took a hold of his coat. It was a young woman, about 20 years old. Her hair was torn and tangled, and the flesh was dropping off her face so he could see the bones and part of her teeth. She had no eyeballs, just black sockets, but there was a sort of blue light in the back of her sockets, and she had no nose to her face. Then she started talking. It sounded like her voice was coming and going with the wind blowing. She told how her lover had killed her for money and buried her in the cellar. She said if the preacher would dig up her bones and bury her properly, she could rest. She told him to take the end joint of the little finger of her left hand and to lay it in the collection plate at church at the next meeting, mm. and he'd find out who had murdered her. Ew. What the fuck? <laughs> mm. That's, that's not what that's for, man. She wants it to be. Oh. And she said, if you come back here once more after that, you'll hear my voice at midnight and I'll tell you where my money is hid and you can give it to the church. Okay. The haunt sobbed like she was tired and she sunk down towards the floor and was gone. The preacher found her bones and buried them in the church graveyard. The next Sunday, the preacher put the finger bone in the collection plate and when a certain man happened to touch it, it stuck to his hand. (gasps) The man jumped up and rubbed and scraped and tore at that bone, trying to get it off, but he couldn't. Then he went screaming like he was going crazy. He confessed to the murder, and they took him to jail. After the man was hung... Oh, they found him at the church. Ooh. They hanged him? Yep. That happened quickly. Oh. I really like... I mean, yeah, good for that justice system. That never happens. Nope, he confessed to the murder, and then he was hung. The preacher went back to the house at midnight, and the haunt's voice told him to dig under the hearth rock. He did, and he found a big sack of money. And where the haunt had held onto his coat, the print of those bony fingers were burned right into the cloth, and it never did come out. The end. What a so sad to ruin a perfectly good coat. Yeah, but then he got all that money so he could give it to the church, so that's pretty good. Yeah, but not to a new coat. 
Yeah. Yeah. She didn't say that he could use some of that money to buy a new coat and then give the rest of the church. You're right. She just ruined his damn coat for no reason. Not for no reason. I mean, I guess. I mean, a murderer died. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Brought to justice. There you go. I like it when we end on justice. It gives me hope. Yeah. We need some of that. You know what else gives me hope? What? Halloween. Oh my God. I love Halloween. Me too. It is my Christmas. One time one of my students asked me if my house was already decorated for Halloween and I was like, that's how I live. It's always decorated for Halloween. There's always spooky stuff in my house. It's fall. That's not Halloween decorations. That's me buying my regular house decorations. Mm -hmm. Also, this year for Halloween, um, we're doing a special Halloween night production of Macbeth that I'm directing. Yes. That's probably incredible. It's going to be super scary. Everyone's going to hate it. I'm so excited. I love that play. I love it, too. That's why I'm so excited. I'm so excited and happy. I completed the two to be directing it. And... Oh my god, it's gonna be fun. It's, it should be get, getting a little wild because it's Wednesday, right? This year is Wednesday, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's gonna be our industry night. All the theater people can come on Wednesday because they're not cool. in their own shows, right? So it might get disgusting. I think we're gonna have a little costume contest and get weird with it. it. Should be fun. Absolutely, you should get disgusting. It is the Scottish play, after all. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, Mary. Yeah. What are we doing for Halloween? What's our other really, really special thing that's happening on Halloween? Oh, oh, God, I forgot. We have, like, shared goals and everything. Um, <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening. Um, thank you for validating our choices by listening. <laughs> if you haven't followed us yet, please do. We are um, iTunes, and we want to hear your reviews, especially if they're good. <laughs> and make sure to stay tuned. Our next episode, our birthday halloween extravaganza yeah we're gonna be one years old guys yeah everyone will die no (laughs) i got stuff to do and things and get presents fuck yeah for real though we're gonna talk about halloween because halloween duh halloween west craven halloween halloween Mm -hmm. um halloween the movie and then uh we're going to do a little gift exchange which should be absurd because it's our birthday it's our birthday. 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 We're joining with you, but we know that it's physically impossible for us to sync up over Google. Oh my gosh, we all three have incredible rhythm, and we can never do it. I feel like it's a lag. It's not us. It's a lag. Yeah. So yeah, we're looking forward to discussing the Wes Craven classic Halloween with y'all. Or really, amongst ourselves. And opening presents! Amongst ourselves <laughs> and giving each other presents and you guys getting to experience our fun. We love you. It's been a blast. It's going to be a damn good time. Uh, it's our we'll... birthday. It's our 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 birthday. What? As always, Connor, I want you to play an incredible tune here. I want this a spooky version of Happy Birthday. I want Rihanna. It's not even my birthday. Nobody asked for your valid-ass opinion, Mary Kay. I want Rihanna to fade into a spooky version of Happy Birthday, like the one in The Omen. I was hearing bossy. I kind of like, like, dun, 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 All right. Well, you've heard all three of our choices, Connor. Make it happen. I want magic. All right. Let's press stop. Ready, set. All right, bye. Damien! Damien! Look at me!
Put your name on it. Put your name on it. Come and put your name on it. Put your name on it. Come and put your name on it. Put your name on it. Come and put your name on it. Put your name on it. Come and put your name on it. Put your name on it. Come and put your name on it. Put your name on it. Come and put your name